Okay, we're recording. It's cool. And I'm going to put a, your picture up on the little square here. Like if you're some FBI informant or skin, just a voice. <laughs> just a voice. <laughs> All right. Very uh, cool. Um, Alas Espanol, no? Sí. Yeah. Sí. Uh, native speaker or like uh, native native or Pocho como yo? Uh, maybe half and half. I, I mean, I'm, oh. I, I call myself fluent. You know, I grew up. Uh, learn speaking Spanish with my family. I am not as much speaking it mm -hmm. now, so it's like not perfect. But see, I understand it. I, I interact with my family, and and mm -hmm. anytime I have a chance, you know, I, I think being back in California, I I get to hear it more because in where I am in Europe, there's not a lot of yeah. you get some some Spain um, people dropping in to our. We're in a little town in Belgium, uh, yeah. but I don't really get to talk. It's it's a totally different language there. So being back in California, I'm like. Any opportunity, I'm at the store and someone I hear the accent. I'm like, I was Espanol. Yeah. They're like, yes, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you were you were born and raised in, in Cali or just raised in Cali? Yes, born and raised in California. Uh, the San Fernando Valley, uh, LA, uh, like Northern California, San Northern Jose. California. Yes, I'm a Bay Area girl, but I think I'm an LA. I'm an LA girl by heart for sure. I did a lot so, of my so, school. <laughs> <laughs> what's the san fernando valley where is that's not san jose that's san no so, uh san fernando valley is actually technically in in los angeles county ah um, days I'm over, I'm over here set tripping i'm calling you a guy and you're like no no no, no. san jose <laughs> it's san jose <laughs> yeah uh, but i did when i did my undergraduate degree in the valley so in san fernando okay. valley which is i went to cal state northridge which is in san fernando valley so and that's like la I, county yeah so I essentially just like I said, I'm a I'm a LA girl by heart. I think born in the Bay, but LA LA by heart. <laughs> is there is there a huge difference at the point uh, at the risk of sound very you know naive? Like is there a huge 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 difference apart from you know the I mean all I know as a true non Californian all I know is about gang culture LA and the glorification mm -hmm. that comes with all of that mess. Mm -hmm. So. I, I, that's all I associate with, you know, red and blue, all that mess that comes with it. But apart okay. from that, is there a huge difference when it comes to like the different culture as far as being Mexican in California in Northern California, Southern California? That's a good, you know, that's, that's an excellent question. I guess when you, when you tap into the, to the cultural aspect, I think mm -hmm. that it depends like where in LA, right? Cause LA is huge. Yeah. Uh, overall, I think as a youth growing up in in California and then you know living in the Bay and then going to school in LA and kind of going back and forth, I mm -hmm. I do see that I saw the difference. It's just a totally different vibe. I think the Bay Area up north, Northern California, is very relaxed. Um, it's it, you know kind of like the hyphy movement. When I was in high school, it's just like very chill. And then you know you go to LA and you do have like a totally different, fast paced like. Now it's very Instagram, um, but you do have, you know, you do have, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, totally. But you also have, um, to your point, like you have the gangs, the, oh, yeah. the certain areas there where you know, I lived in South Central for a little bit. I like, I guess, you know, we, we didn't realize at the time it was being gentrified. So I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm part of the problem. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it's, but it's also really cool when, as a Latina you know, going to certain places in LA, you have the street food, you have the street tacos. Yes. You don't have that here in, in, in the Bay Area. You have like really hot okay. dog stands. Huh. They're like really they're really popular now, like outside in downtown. Yeah. They have I don't yep. actually know what they're they're called, but um in LA there are like 
everywhere you go, maybe not everywhere, but most places there are, you know, taco stands. They're really just, yep. they're out there. And I think that's, there is like a really cool, there's a really cool Latino, Latino vibe in, in SoCal. Yeah. Cause, uh, Northern California, that's more agricultural, right? That's like farm, like country, I guess that's more like, is that the vibe you get? I mean, obviously LA is the big city. Is that kind of like the separation there? It's more a little like bit. kind of a country. It's close. So, so I think the way to break it down for like non-Californians, yeah, um, here he is. Happy <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. do, Kelly native. Um, the Northern Cal Northern California is like it's very tech. Um, there's a lot of you know there's over the years it has grown exponentially, but Silicon Valley really has been Silicon Valley for many many years. Um, so that has been just like the really chill vibe up here, very uh, work driven. Um, and so then when you start going down towards Los Angeles, you hit Central California and that's really the bread basket. That's where you have all the fun. That's what I'm confusing. That's what yeah. I'm confusing. I'm confusing Northern for Central. Cause isn't yeah. Central literally where it's like a little, a little like curbs like that, right? Like that. That's, yep. like the central. that's yep. what I'm confusing. That's what the lettuce bowl, salad bowl. I had someone mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. recently that was from there. That's what I'm confusing you for. Cause with you for a non uh, a Floridian and non Californian, you have to tell me San Francisco, Semi Valley, and that's yes. that's that's how I'm gonna remember Northern California. You know, because right. I keep I keep trying to put you in in the agricultural. <laughs> and you're like, I'm not from there, no. Like, don't stop trying to. You know, fetch is not gonna happen. You know, I'm not from there. So that's funny because uh yeah, San Francisco. That's how I think about it, Northern California. So that's that's yes. like Oakland, like that area around there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. San Francisco oh, okay. is just a skip for me. I'm in the, I'm essentially in Silicon Valley. So this is uh, San Jose is at the bottom of the bay. And then when okay. you, you know, once you start heading south, you'll hit, you know, start hitting Central California and then you keep going and then you hit LA. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Oh, yeah, we haven't even really touched San Diego and that's like way down there. So because my San Diego, <laughs> right? It's really big. <laughs> no, no, shout out, shout out, shout out to San Diego. <laughs> no. No, but uh, yeah, my family is actually in uh, South. Shout out to them. Um, oh, very cool. They're the very ones cool. that I went. I went to go visit. Time flies, man. But I definitely got to go back. Man. Cali, California, or LA, rather. Sorry, I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I keep putting LA in California. It's like yeah, someone from the Florida and saying totally Miami. Natural. You know, and like <laughs> Miami has nothing. My part of Florida is nothing like Miami. But it's like someone coming down here and be like Miami, Florida. Right. No, no, no. But um, but LA, man, LA. It was such a vibe and. It, it was just a beautiful thing to see our people, you know, like the influence, the culture, the food, you know, mm -hmm. the, the art, all these things. It was it was a cornucopia of like feeling very, you know, it's just it, it spoke to me because obviously when we go to Mexico, well, when I go to Mexico, I don't know about you, but when I go to Mexico, um, not so much recently, but when when I went, when I was younger, because I did improve some, but definitely much better than when I was younger. When I was younger, uh, and mm -hmm. it was like, you're not from here, dog. Like, we're not accepting you. Like, we're rocking with you. You're our family, but you're kind of an outsider. And then you would come back to the States and it's like, you're an outsider over here too. You know, so it was always like, it was always, yeah. always like a little, um, a seesaw effect mm -hmm. and one prime example that I can never forget <laughs> with my uncle, um, when I was younger in Mexico, uh, we were going to go carpooling uh, somewhere and I was trying to tell my little brother to get on my knees and, you know, to sit on my lap, you know, so we can go to wherever we're going to take a pool or something. And I remember I, I was trying to impress my uncle with my Spanish, you know, and uh, I told I told my brother or maybe my cousin, doesn't matter, but I told him, uh, subete a mis nalgas. 
I said <laughs> instead of piernas. <laughs> and my uncle started laughing. He's like, God. He's like, fam, fam, fam. Keep, keep fam. working on it. <laughs> like, fam. He's like, yo, that's that's your behind. Like, what are you talking? Like, dog. And I just I remember that. And like he never brings it up, but in my head, every time I see him, he thinks about that. In my head, I'm manifesting that he's remembering that very awkward moment that we had I had, right? And that's that's med school for you, man. But my the last time I went to med school was actually uh, Shimita. But um Cool. It was a tourist experience. I didn't feel like mm-hmm. I went to the actual Mexico, Mexico, because we're from each okay. And cool. I didn't feel like I went. I went to Mexico. It felt very touristy because we were like mm-hmm. a resort, mm-hmm. and then we did like touristy thing. Because I went with um with my ex partner. She was from Austria, and I went with her. So you know, we we're just doing our tourist thing, and it was cool. But it still wasn't Mexico. So as far as going to, mm-hmm. Mexico, I think it's been 2004, uh, 10, 10 years. I think yeah, it's already twenty twenty four. It's been ten years, but um. Uh, as far as you go, um, so you for your work, like what I, I think I even told you this when, when I when I sent you the message, I was like, yo, I have no idea what that is, but I'm down. So how do you pronounce it? Your degree in with the K word? How do how do you pronounce that? Yes, it is a it is a tongue twister. Absolutely, it's a kinesiology. Kin kinesiology. Yeah, perfect. Okay, kinesiology. And- mm-hmm. And that's the study of, um, from what I read, it's like you're assisting with people going into, you know, basically easing into aging, right? Is that kind of, can you kind of break it down a bit for me? Like, of course. people who are aging or like, what is that for? Yes. So kinesiology is a general, like it's a really fancy science term for the study of human body movement. And mm-hmm. essentially what I, when I what I have built over time and what I decided to do with my life is becoming a geriatric kinesiologist, um, which is a fancy word for, you know, I, I essentially can't call myself a physical therapist because I'm not quote licensed, but I, my mm-hmm. whole degree is essentially, we'll call it pre-physical therapy. Um, so if I had continued on to get my my uh, doctorate of physical therapist and I can call myself Mm. a physical therapist but I basically do everything Um, it's like a personal trainer on steroids so Mm. uh, I do you know I've done physical therapy I do personal training I've done exercise classes at assisted living homes but the geriatric part for me was the most important because what I saw over time is that you know we have like you know we're young we everyone wants to get in shape and and that's great we really focus on kids we really focus on youth and in maintaining our health as young adults and and adults but no one was ever really targeting the senior community no one was really yeah. targeting the elderly so what i you know what my purpose on this planet is is to really help people as they're aging you know whether that's my parents my grandparents mm-hmm. um I I was really close to my abuelito. I grew up with him, yeah. my grandfather, and yeah, he I think he really was like the key to my life. I I sometimes when he passed, I thought, man, I almost feel like his purpose in his life was to be in my life. So then now I can kind of carry that on, and I can help mm-hmm. more people, you know, more people like him. So specifically, like you're looking at um like you said that is true that there there is um there is a there is a neglect there because one personal thing that i can think about and maybe this isn't even related to what you're dealing with obviously you're dealing with a more scientific um world but um one example there was a gym and um there was a gym that uh a local gym and they closed down and obviously i was i was 
pissed off by it because it was my gym and I had just paid for a year membership, whatever. Mm. But it, it closed down. And what did suck apart from my personal inconvenience was seeing these seniors um who would go there because there was a program called the silver sneakers program mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i mean obviously it was a very it was a community it was a community of people and for them that was that was their you know it was their community at the gym and also they would you know get their exercise in and they had instructors that knew how to work with them you know knew the limitations of their, their bodies because they were senior citizens and to see that now this program was stripped and this was like a hometown kind of gym that had that hometown feel and the older I get, the more I long for this kind of community feel, right? Like, um, basically, um, big chain gyms, like they're cool for the convenience of it, because you know I do work out early in the morning. I can go in, get my stuff done, because it's open twenty four seven. But as far as that communal aspect that we as humans need, it's it's becoming more and more non-existent. Like, for example, in mm-hmm. this example, that gym closed, and the Silver Sneakers program it closed with it. And mm-hmm. now these senior citizens had to go to Platinum Fitness gyms mm-hmm. and all these other things that are just very generic that do not that do not offer that personal communal care for senior citizens. And that's yeah. something that it really got my attention. It's messed up. So mm-hmm. I I really appreciate what you're saying about, you know, your efforts going towards these people that have become marginalized. And like you said, we kind of forget about it. like, you know, mm-hmm. once you're past 50, it's like, okay, you're kind of on your own. And it's kind of mm-hmm. just over there. And Correct me if I'm wrong, but physical therapy, that's more of a reactive, whereas what you're trying to do is proactive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. It's a it's a bit of both, but to your point, and I'm like, it's it's always really refreshing when I have conversations with with people like yourself where you're you there's a very small percentage of people actually being aware of the of like what you saw with the gym and seeing the you know elders i do think there's a a lot of culture that plays into that to like if you grew up in a cultural community a cultural family we we value our our elders as you know um i'm mexican so i i can say that for the mexicans but um I, i i to your point, it's it is really sad. You know, the 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 older you get, we really do. I mean, as humans, we long for social connection. We long for belonging. <clears throat> Excuse me. So they have these communities, and then and then to your point, there's all these corporate gyms. But when you're a, when you're an older adult, I mean, I I see it with my father now. My dad just came back from the gym on the weekend and was like, I'm probably like two left out of all the all the guys I grew up with going to the gym you know they were in the the Arnold days the bodybuilders Mm -hmm. and now he's like you know it's just like a lot of young kids and I don't really feel comfortable there anymore you know and and it's sad It, it really is sad because I think we really have to put ourselves in that place of you go there you're used to the to your routine you know the machines and then you know suddenly it's gone you don't have your your, the silver sneakers program gets defunded they don't have it Mm -hmm. and then they have to go yeah to your point planet fitness 24 hours where the gym i mean gym culture is its own culture right and it's a lot of youth and i mean i myself was there when i was younger in college but Mm -hmm. it it also lacks i feel when you're when you're at a certain young age that i mean we all feel like we're riding high on the world right and so it's like hey you know mr old man can you get off the thing i need to like bench now and Mm -hmm. And so you don't have this safe environment for them anymore. And 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 a lot of the machines are not set up for uh, an older adult or someone with limited mobility. So that's the hardest part is where I think personally it would be so nice to see more gyms mm-hmm. open up like adapted gyms for older adults, for people with disabilities, for people with limitations and kind of creating that safe environment where they can come and be like, hey, OK, I can work out with other people my age 
or and not feel like I'm competing with a 23 year old or yeah uh, you know like a 16 year old trying to enter bodybuilding you know it's just like it's just like mm -hmm. <laughs> the more that i age do i see it so i think it's really cool again like commending you for 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 seeing that and and talking about it because most people would just overlook it and be like all right well gym closed yeah fuck for you boomer yeah yeah exactly yeah and and something obviously gym culture within itself it's it's very toxic and it's something that um i get into a lot of arguments on instagram and stuff like that and um for saying what i think is reasonable for having reasonable takes or considerate takes i often get called a soy boy and you know mm -hmm. from other gym goers i guess other um people self alpha males like that i get called a beta or like a soy boy and it's something that's very toxic as another thing you see with um for example when new year's comes around you always mm -hmm. see this influx in mm -hmm. the gym community when people are recording people who aren't directly instead of helping them out and yeah. maybe assisting them they, they they rather record them and really blind or something mm -hmm. or just make fun of them or brat or um blog about how they're inconvenienced because there's an influx of people that are at the gym at for yeah. new year's or something like that for resolution of course that's something that that's something that i see and for me like i get called a boomer by my siblings um in a joking way because i do talk mm -hmm. to people, like grocery store anywhere especially if I'm, if I'm with my little sister i think it's i personally feel like it's my obligation to embarrass her so i go out of my way <laughs> a lot a lot and she'll and she'll be like well why, why are you it's like i'm just talking i'm doing a conversation you know it's like mm -hmm. and and i've become an older now I'm um, I'm not gonna say I turned 32, but I left 31 to make it mm -hmm. a bit more youthful. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> so, so I'm becoming that age where it's like I want to talk to people, want to conversate with. And I've traveled, I traveled extensively, so it's something that anywhere I go, I want to try to talk to people. I have um, golden retriever energy, I guess you can call it. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. something I see with. Uh, older people like i said with the silver sneakers program where they don't have that sense of community anymore i see that things like this do you feel it is there a way to get it back because we're all going to get there eventually mm -hmm. i don't know why people are these people aren't joking to us that they're going to be young forever we're all going to get there but we, we need these mobility kind of um, um considerations so like how do how do you get that back is it something in the health system that has to be tweaked obviously that's a whole nother animal in the u.s the, the health mm -hmm. getting these things treated through healthcare, getting a healthcare provider to approve for um physical therapy or coaching all these things right because even the silver sneakers program it was cool because it was provided through the provider of like healthcare. it was like a mm -hmm. thing it was, mm -hmm. you know it was, it was cool just show up and you know do your thing so how do we get there because we're all gonna age we're all gonna be that person one let's not lie to ourselves so how do you absolutely get, how do you like how do you i don't know how do we get to a place where that's something that people consider yeah it's an excellent question and i think that for me i mean the healthcare fiasco is like a whole can of worms um yeah. you know i think silver sneakers has been a great program and you have like aarp and you have what i i, I found in my journey i mean i i I had launched a startup a couple years ago that I was desperately trying my best to get into um, health health insurance so that it was covered because the most common question with older adults is like, hey, is it covered by my insurance? Yep. Which is valid. I mean, here in the United States, that's really the only, it just, again, I like, I can go on a whole topic about that. It just sucks because insurance is, health insurance in the United States is privatized, which means you, know, you have to pay out of pocket and then Medicare has these benefits, but if you want them, you have to pay extra. And so it's just not really fair. It's not provided. Um, 
And so it's hard to, to find those programs. You really have to dig depending on the insurance, if it covers it, if it doesn't, do you qualify? And so to answer your question, I think that what I'm finding is that in my experience caring for my grandfather and like learning that whole system and, and trying to find, I mean, I myself, again, because I was a kinesiologist, I'm like, hey, let's exercise. I can teach you a class. You know, I can keep you mobile. Let me stretch you. Hmm. But I, I coined the term, um, the closeness paradox, which I think a lot of people mostly experience when you're too close to someone they won't listen to you so you're like hey don't eat that it's mm. not good for you and then they're like yeah yeah yeah. okay just one more bite yeah. no, yeah. listen to you and then i don't know some random stranger or a friend says the same exact thing yes person, and they're like oh my god they said that carbs were bad i'm like really I so you said it's the closeness <laughs> paradox I call uh, it the closeness where, paradox. Where, instead of taking your word for it more because you know them, it's the opposite. Vas como exactly. relajo, like, uh huh. Yeah. But if someone else resistance. says it, like, oh, that's serious because <laughs> that's a person with a stranger. That's more efficient. So exactly. Funny. Exactly. And so I like was like, okay, you know what? I can't teach him. I can't do ex. Mm. Like he, my grandfather was actually great. He would cooperate here and there. Mm. Um, my parents, on the other hand, are like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I'm like, yeah, you're our daughter. You know, yeah. I went to school, right? Like, I this yeah. is what I'm certified in. And then they yeah. get PT. And they're like, oh my god, I went to physical therapy, and I should have listened to you this whole time. I'm like, yeah, te dije, but thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think again, going back to the question is, um, while I think out of pocket training or prevention or um, some kind of care like a you know, dietary plan whatever the need is is more expensive than finding it through the healthcare provider I do feel that it's worth it because you're gonna get that direct service mm -hmm. and you know what you're you're paying for it's consistent um, I think well not I think my experience is elders really really look forward to their their schedule so if you have a, mm. a personal training session like the Silver Sneakers program, when that mm. goes, they're devastated. They don't have much that they are. They, they look forward to every little thing. Yeah. Just kind of like yes. us. We're like, okay, yeah, okay, okay, I miss it, fine. But for an older adult, they really they really look forward to things. So I, I commit mm. to like I cannot cancel all my clients. And if I do have to leave or if I move, I'm telling them in advance because it really breaks their heart. And then they have, you know, they need more time to adjust and find a new trainer. And yeah. um, so I think to you, to the to the point, um, healthcare programs, I do hope that more of them are going to be popping up. Mm -hmm. You know, it, like I said, I, I ended up kind of transitioning out of the startup that I was doing because I, I couldn't get in. I think it getting in really requires a lot of capital, um, mm -hmm. you know, and it depends on the health insurance and et cetera. But mm -hmm. so now what I'm doing is, you know, I'm back to kind of just doing private, private, um, private work. Okay. And from my perspective is like, you really just do get what you're paying for. You know, you can talk to the trainer and I'm, you know, there's no loops with the healthcare of like, oh, well, it didn't meet your yeah. deductible and now you have to do this. And yes, yes. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a whole paper trail of like issues. And, and like you say, you don't get that personal touch because I'm going back to, and not to beat up on Planet Fitness, but ba basically any generic big name gym, uh, you get some teenager working the counter who, you know, just working there nine to five. And for Nature's Way, which is the gym, when before they, ripped us off our money they they were a good neighborhood gym you the owner talked to match how viable that seriously going in there that maybe i don't know they had, they had a question about something or they wanted to try something whereas approaching a teenager that's on his phone that doesn't interact with you mm -hmm. you know that's 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 a bit more intimidating 
and like old people they don't want to bother because they feel like they're already bothering just by being there mm-hmm. you know? so it's something mm-hmm. where it's like no quieren hacer la, la molesta like, sí. it, it's something that like even my father tells me sometimes like when he when he's when he needs me to do something he'll tell me like ahead of time he's like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna need you to do this do it can you do this for me today so i don't, so I don't bother you tomorrow like he says bother it's like bro just tell me like if you need to do something just tell me like you know it's like but oh, in his mind it's it's a bother right because it, it's they're so it's it's this thing when it comes to mexican parents at least from my experience um it's this independence right mm-hmm. and to them it's like almost um it's like indignifying if they ask for help absolutely right? it, it's, it's hard to break that and he was raised hard he was raised hard you know back in the old country mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. him, it's hard to break that thing of like, help me with this, or can you help me with this? You know, and yeah. it's something that I see that you know he's not getting any younger. You know, mm-hmm. nobody's getting any younger. So it's something that when you get older, you have to look into it and you have to look for services like the ones that you provide. You know, and, yeah. and that's something that's very unique. And I, I mean, I can't even, I can't even pronounce your title, but I've never met someone in that field of work. So that's that's something to me that's very, it's a very noble cause. And it's something that's very unique, but like, how does it work? So someone contacts you and you come home, come to their house, like for personal treatment or a consultation or how does that work? Yes. So it's uh, first, thank you very much. Um, oh. what is <laughs> I really, what really is appreciate that. Earned. Earned. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And and I feel the same. I, you know, I, I relate to, to what you were just saying, because I see my parents age too. And something that I, I'm finding, um, again, kind of tying into the closeness paradox, and this goes leading into this question of how it works, is we really want the best for our parents. We want the best for our grandparents. And so, you know, we can say, hey, I, you know, I, I know someone who can help. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then just maybe setting up the appointment yourself or you know, joining the meeting because the if we push, it doesn't work, right? Like as a as a child, and we push like, hey, 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 you know, do this, mm. do this trainer, contact them. It just doesn't work because again, closeness paradox. And be like, mm, yeah. no. Yeah. Um. So essentially, what happens is, yes, I I have an initial consultation. I can answer any questions or what are the needs, or we can just jump straight into a session. I used to do in person right now because I have I have moved to Europe. Um, it's actually been much all remote. So mm-hmm. we can really do it's you know, COVID really helped that transition. And it's great because I can help more people at the same time. So I don't have to, you know, I'm not limited to one place. I can help someone in Florida. I can help someone in California, Canada. You know, the time we work on the time changes, but but it's really great because what I love to do is I'm very creative with my sessions and you don't really need any, you don't need equipment. We can work with what you have at the home. you know, whether you need strength training, uh, fall prevention, balance training, stretching, you know, maybe just even a little bit of breathing practices. It's just dependent on the need of the individual, but mm-hmm. it's all very casual. And and again, the, the focus is prevention and rehabilitation. So most of the time it's a, a fall happens and um, the loved one is concerned of a fall happening again or not knowing if the house is set up for them. So I can, you know, kind of guide the caregiver or guide a child of a loved one, uh, excuse me, of an older adult. I can talk to the family to say, hey, these are some things you need to look out for. This is where you can find some resources. Um, and yeah, so it's really just all in the comfort of of someone's home. Do you, do you feel like your your cultural background, did that influence and like help 
bolster your relationships. Like they have certain clientele that maybe they're intimidated to begin with, but you can relate to them because of the cultural background. Definitely. Definitely. I think I've had a really great, um, very fortunate experience of having um, a variety of different uh, Mm -hmm. cultures that I've worked with. Um, and, And I think simply at the end of the day, because I care, people really feel that. You know, my my mission isn't to like make a, m- a bunch of money and like be the best trainer in the world. For me, it's really like, how can I help you? How I know I know the progression from here to the end. I've I've mm-hmm. witnessed it with my grandfather, my grandmother. I like I was the primary caregiver for him, and mm-hmm. I want to make as you know we have so many people exponentially aging every day. Like our boot, we all know the booming community is booming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, we're really, we're not set up for it. And so I've been talking to a lot more people just kind of in passing of like, well, my dad's got sick or, you know, now my mom is in a home and I'm not there and I don't know what to do. I'm so far. And these are experiences where you just most of the time are not prepared. And so because I've been you know, unfortunately and fortunately in both situations of like I anticipated my grandfather aging and then I had an unexpected tragedy. You know, I've I have this professional and this personal aspect to mm-hmm. to now give back to people who have never been in the experience or like, I am so scared. I don't know what to do. I have a family of my own. I'm stressed out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, the resources from the health the health providers aren't always intuitive or they're not readily available or people just don't even know where to look. So yeah. that's that's kind of where my mission is to come in and to help people. It's like don't be afraid to ask me questions because I am I'm here to that's like why I'm here. <laughs> of course, of course. I know what, what's your what's your what's your grandfather's name? Because you can mention him. I just I'm curious. Yeah, his, his name? name his name was Miguel. Um okay. yeah we well, called Miguel. him Pop. Pop yeah. Pop. Yeah. Pop. OG. He's from OG. <laughs> Pop the OG. Yeah, he was from a small little, uh, small little town outside of Guadalajara. I think. Guadalajara. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that where your family's from too, or did he move from there? Yes. Yeah, so my family, uh, half Jalisco, half Michoacan, and then they both, both sides of both grandparents immigrated um, many, 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 many moons ago. And yeah, many my parents, ago. my parents. I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to, you're, you're corny like I am. I was about to say many moons ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what part of Michoacan? Um, I, you know, I don't remember the full, I don't remember the full, uh, the real name, but I think it's called La, La Guarucha. That's all I know. It's a small little pueblito too. Probably northern, northern Michoacan. Probably close to. Home. It's possible. I have, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it's I know possible. is I just said the general like states that's and that's the best like, response <laughs> for everything. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible because it is yeah. possible. <laughs> yeah. No, but going back to um, going back to the healthcare. Do you feel like it's skewed? Because I mean, is it skewed towards like? Because we see we see the healthcare in, in America. It's uh, treat but don't cure essentially mm-hmm. is it kind of skewed that way is it kind of like hey whatever happens happens and then once you already are in a position where you need you know you need desperate help that's when we pay attention is it kind of skewed that way like do people have to go do they have to go out of the way to look for treatment like the one you offer like or is like the healthcare system is it, is it skewed more about like okay whatever happens but once you already need the help that's when we pay attention or, or is it not is that mm-hmm. a different business model when it comes to you know that kind of treatment yeah, it's a, I'm thinking about that. It's a, it's a really good question you're presenting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might, you know, 
Mm. I kind of feel maybe 50-50. I think most mm. of the time, it just depends on the age range of an older adult, right? An elderly, what's their, what are their conditions? Like, how Do they have any chronic conditions? Do they have any illnesses? Um, what I see often is that people don't really, an older adult, or even me, I think just humans, period, don't think, especially mm-hmm. as we get older, including myself, is people don't really think they need help mm-hmm. until something really happens. And then even then, they're still stubborn, right? So mm-hmm. I, it's not really until there's a hospitalization, there's a fall. A fall, yeah. Mm-hmm, that's something. a real big one. That's a big yeah. Ball, right? Yeah. Balls are really, really important. I um I tell my clients and and people all the time that I work with is that even if it's a small fall, that person needs mm-hmm. to get checked out, especially if yeah. they're frail or they're just an, someone doesn't you know fifty five and up, sixty five and up. Uh, especially if you maybe think they hit their head. But regardless, I mean, a fall for an elder is really, really dangerous. Yeah. And so most people are like, oh, they just fell. They put a Band-Aid on it. They didn't hit their head. They're fine. And I'm like, yeah, well, typically if someone, if an older adult falls and they hit their head or they almost hit their head or just, you know, it's a pretty nasty fall, mm-hmm. it's kind of a downhill. It's a downhill spiral from there. So yeah. I'm not like freaking anyone out, but I'm just saying that if there's a fall, definitely take them in ASAP because mm-hmm. that's an indicator that something's happening. Um, whether it's neurological or there's a physical weakness, and if they did hit their head, there's a there's a time there's a time limit that comes past past that. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, so it's so even. Huh. Go ahead. But also, even if they don't hit their head, anything that hits, I mean, if you're if you're an older person, the body's frail, right? Even if they try to like, stop mm-hmm. themselves, like their hand, their elbow, the collarbone, the hip, you know, anything, right? Anything. Mm-hmm. It hits. I mean, something's gonna hit, right? So yeah, way you know, there's gonna be some damage. That's that's something that is overlooked. It's overlooked because um, falling it, it is. Um, I work in landscaping and um, in Florida, and we have a lot of like retirees, you know, like older like senior citizens and you know, our customers. You know, that's like our, our client base in this town next next to ours. And um, one customer, like you know, she she fell, she fell, and and she needed to have you know like a, a nurse there. She's been there for a couple months now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've noticed it. I was like, yo, that's been, it's been months. Like, you know, she's still recovering, you know, because it, it's something that, and mind you, it's not like, it's not like a second story home. She fell, you know, probably, you know, from standing up, falling down. Right. That's how mm-hmm. high she's a mm-hmm. short lady. So maybe four feet, right. She fell over four feet and she needs assistance for months, you know, and she's mm-hmm. still on her walker and it's something that is just like, wow. You know, it's something that puts it in perspective, you know, how frail the body becomes. You know, and how yeah. cautious one needs to be with things like that. Obviously, insurance comes in and took care of that because they have a nurse there. They have like a living nurse now that works for an insurance company, I would imagine, or mm-hmm. as provided through the insurance company. And mm-hmm. but I just noticed the other day, it's like, yo, it's been months and she's still on the walker. Like, mm-hmm. it, like it wasn't a huge fall. You know what I mean? Like, there's no second story. Like, she just probably fell over, but not to say just, not to minimize it, but. Just put, sure. it put in the perspective of like, you know, the height and all, whoa, like, you know, she's still recovering months later. And it's like, yeah, because you're older and the body takes longer to recover. Correct. Like, mm-hmm. older, yep. you know, yeah. sometimes it, does, it doesn't even recover sometimes. Right. Because at a certain point, mm-hmm. I think your body stops recovering from certain things at a certain age. Yeah. It takes a lot longer um, as you age. Just the whole healing, the healing process just becomes slower. Um 
you know, and, and to your point, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a big fall. You know, yeah. she could have fractured something. She might've yep. like really hit her hip, you know, hips are really common or hip breaking hips are really common. And mm -hmm. something else that I, like, I'm really passionate about is, you know, she's using a walker. Yep. And so most of the time walkers are not set up correctly and it's no one's fault you know i think there's just a there's really a, a lack of information out there there's a not enough people who are aware or the pt or the doctor is just overloaded overwhelmed so they just kind of give them the walker or they get a walker and then they're on their way um a walker and cane but those also can cause falls you know if they're too low if they have yeah. carpet you know, if there are stairs, you would be surprised how many times, you know, people will try to drag the walker up the stairs and down. So it's like, hello, that's, that's a major fall waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. So what I like, what I, one of my things to do is I can teach someone, you know, assess the walker, how they walk with it, and then, mm -hmm. and then, you know, fix it for them. So or, they want to uh, continue, sorry. I was going to say not fix, I mean, no one's broken, but, you know, help adjust the walker yeah. and teach them how to actually use the walker correctly so they wouldn't i would imagine they don't want to slouch over too much right right with the walker not mm -hmm. slouching like straight as you can or yeah i think the biggest thing that i see 99 percent of the time is that the walker is is uh, adjusted too low mm -hmm. so there you there's usually handles you know that there are adjustable handles you can clip up and down most of the time if you you know next time anyone's out who's listening and you see an elderly with a walker just notice you know where the handles are they're they're most likely overreaching down because the walker is mm -hmm. way too low so the walker so, needs to be writ up risen up well, so that, so, to your point like that okay Okay. Yeah, yeah, you want to be slouching. Okay. Exactly. Slouching. Not okay. as um. You know, I think over time too, we we start to hunch forward naturally and, yeah. and kind of stay that way. But if we can get have them get as tall as possible, um, and keeping that walker close by, then that's mm -hmm. uh. Because another big thing is that they push the walker ahead. So not only is the walker too low, they're reaching and they're reaching forward. So they're pushing it. So if they fall. The walker goes first and then they they tumble after. There's no security, which is what the whole purpose of the walker is for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and wouldn't, I mean, just just having that imagery because I have back problems, lower back problems. Like, wouldn't that also affect the back a lot? Like, you're, you're like that, right? Totally. Wouldn't that would mm -hmm. kill your back, man. I have back problems. Like, if I'm like that for a while, my back is killing me, my lower back. But, yeah. Um, Adjustment. That's really interesting that because um, I have experience with uh, muletas. How do you say it in English? Like muletas? Crutches. Crutches. There you go. Crutches. Um, mm -hmm. I have experience with crutches, and I actually fell like uh, outside outside my room because I had an accident a couple of years ago um, with one of my feet. So I had to get um las las crutches, las muletas, mm -hmm. and the doctor just gave them to me. <laughs> you know, the nurse or the doctor, I forgot who it was. Maybe, maybe the nurse, because the doctor just comes in and does his thing. Right? Like, okay, the operation was successful. We had to um, we had to amputate so-and-so, but this one is good. You know, you're good. You're, you're good to go get out of here. And the nurse, the guy, you know, bless his heart. I guess he was new. He's just like, I, I think these are like, these are yours. And he just gave them to me. And I, I'm, I'm a big boy, mind you. I'm tall. And I'm like, do I need to adjust these? And he's like, yeah whatever you feel comfortable and i'm like well you're you're the expert <laughs> you know like i don't know like okay there's comfort there's comfortable and that's right what's right and what's wrong i mean i want to do it right i don't want to because i mean comfortable isn't always the best way you know it right. might not be the right way it might hurt me in different ways hurt, like, a lot of stress on this foot because my left foot i couldn't it was it was out of surgery i could not it was just 
I couldn't eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could, it was might as well not even be there. So, but the point is that he just gave it to me, and I had to figure it out. Me, my mom, my grandma had to figure out how to adjust these. Things. We address, adjusted them when we thought it was correct, but obviously it wasn't because of the house. And cuando te digo que I believe in gravity because gravity believes in me. I I lean to one side and I just boom, just immediately like collapse. But I don't know if because I used to play goalkeeper in um football, soccer, mm-hmm. I I didn't like I, I kind of knew how to like throw myself. So like I kind of threw myself, kind of like dove where it's like my foot wasn't hit and I landed like aquí como like on my thigh, right? And mm-hmm. like nothing was affected but my grandma bless her heart was like trying to catch me and i'm like don't try to catch me man i'm like big boy don't you don't catch me and i fell over man and i fell over but i was laughing because i know how to, i knew how to throw myself and it could have been much worse and i was just kind of like mm-hmm. fish on the floor like you know because it was just some but it was it was it was a laughing matter because I'm a young person. I'm a young right. person. And because of football, soccer, I knew how to throw myself. I knew how to fall, quote unquote. But it's something that if I hadn't known that or if I was an older person, that nurse gave me these crutches. Like, hey, you figure it out. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, all right. I'll, I'll figure it out. And I did figure it out, you know, like the, the, the hard way. But it's something that when you said that, it, it definitely connected in my mind during some crutches. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really cool to, you know, the more that we share it, like, to your experience is that more people can can make their own connection like that too you know and and yeah i think for me i just i feel very passionate about it and it, it irks me as a kinesiologist to just i you know i get it and i don't get it at the same time like the healthcare system is there to supposedly support us but to to that degree it's they're just we're so overloaded in the United States that there is a sloppiness to it. You know, they're like, hey, here it is. Good luck. You'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, and it's and then, you know, it's almost like a conspiracy for me. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. perhaps that's the point, right? So then you fall and then you have to go to physical therapy and then you pay the health insurance again. And then, you know, it's a whole cyclical cycle and then you have to get surgery and then you get the walker and Mm -hmm. then it's like, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. maybe it's my conspiracy perhaps, but Mm -hmm. yeah. I think for me, that's like where I stepped in. I was like, what's the gap? The gap is I am an expert at spotting it, you know, knowing how to how to assess it, evaluate and adjust it. And then teaching these people just little tricks, little tips that they're like, oh, you know, I'm walking so much better. and My back doesn't hurt anymore. And like I'm having less falls. And guess what? The hospital doesn't like less falls because they're not making money Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) so yes i'm always like someone's gonna come after me but like sharing all this information but i'm doing what like needs to be said you know to like wake up you know we all really have to wake up wait hold on do you smell that i think you're cooking (laughs) i I think you're cooking (laughs) yeah (laughs) no you're cooking you're cooking because because yeah well i mean there there's a there's a whole industry there's a whole industry i think i think it might probably might have been neglect but still when it's someone that is obviously because I wasn't covered too, I wasn't covered, so they're not trying to get me to come back. I'm not paying them, right? But if someone that's covered, that like an older person that's already on some mm-hmm. kind of coverage plan, of course, I, I that's very plausible. It's very plausible and very probable. You know, I'll, I'll stand on that. I'll stand on that with you because that's something that if anything in this country, country it's capitalism, it's business, and if it's business, yeah. if it's good, if it's money, if it makes sense, if it makes dollars, it makes right. So, so it's something that when you follow that paper trail and you see these things, that's that's very true. Because I mean, 
from my experience, I remember I had two friends and one was covered and one wasn't. The one that wasn't covered, the doctor told him, you're fine. You're good to go. Get out of here. But the one that was covered, he kept, he kept on coming back. He kept on coming back. You know, they, they had similar they had a similar thing going on. But because he was covered and, you know, the money was coming in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think I need to see you one more time. Oh, maybe one more time. Let's see you one more time. And so finally, <laughs> the guy just stopped going. He's like, yo, I'm just I'm losing time working. I'm just out of my way. Like, what am I coming back here for? Like, you know, like, am I that handsome? Like, you have to see me? Like, what is this? Like, you know, it's like, at a certain point, it's like, okay, oh, all right, do it. we get it. Okay. You know, we know what's going on because, you know, U.S., that's how it is. You know, it's capitalism. Yeah. And yeah. that's something that I, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I don't even think, I think the term itself, conspiracy, it's, it's skewed by idiots because a lot of idiots, they hold on to dumb things. And maybe that's controlled opposition because, you know, when that term is thrown around, it just people start thinking about lizard head people right they think about you know the dumbest thing you could think about maybe that's the point of associating these terms with one another but i think that's very plausible in the states um yeah that's uh, it's not even a conspiracy i think it's just that's the way it is you know yeah totally things to think about you know hope that Mm -hmm. that your listeners kind of get a little piece of of some uh you know the water drop into the ocean of like hmm i didn't want to think about it but like maybe there's truth to that and you know for anyone who might have an older adult that they're either living with or they're taking care of or they see or you know just close to uh, doesn't even have to be a family member it's uh these little things that really start to expand Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think my, my dream, my hope for the, for the younger generation is to really start to tap into working with older adults because they're not going away. We're all getting there. Like you said, to your, to your yeah. point, the, mm-hmm. there will, I don't think, I think it's, yeah, I can't imagine a world where there's no elderly, you know, there's no older adults. So if the younger generation can start to look at this really beautiful population differently and, and actually maybe you know, I think there's a lot of young dreamers out there just start implementing and helping the healthcare system change it. You know, I think they really have the power to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be awesome. I really think that's a, it's kind of like my final note here of like, just if you have like your siblings, you know, encourage them to talk mm-hmm. to a senior, encourage them to go volunteer. Um, you guys can do it together or mm-hmm. uh, even the the lady that is recovering, you know, just mm-hmm. seeing how she's doing and asking if she needs anything because yeah. those are like yeah. those little moments mean the world to them. And I think you yeah. just really need to see to do that more. Yeah, like the simplest thing that I like to do um, whenever I'm at the grocery store, I keep an eye out for people that are like on on walkers or something like that and they're kind of mm-hmm. looking around because they're, they're looking and, and they spot me a mile away because I'm tall. I'm like I'm like six two, so I'm walking around, and they look at me, and I guess I don't have the most approachable demeanor, but when I when I notice it, I I just I click it, I I you know the smile, the friendliness comes out. Oh, you need you need help reaching so and so, and they're like, yes. As a matter of fact, I do. Yeah, <laughs> little things like that, little things like that. Like I always make an effort whenever I'm at the grocery store, you know, because there's there's always someone there, some person that maybe they're older or maybe they have a disability, something like that. And the other, the other day, now this all sounds braggadocious because I'm telling you this, but it was just a beautiful example. It was, it was, a, it was an older lady. She was on like a, one of these scooters, I guess, like the store store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like popsicles. And then she's like, yeah. And I, I asked her, oh, you need help so-and-so? And they're like, yeah, can you watch some popsicles? And I, and I gave her a box and then she's kind of looking at it. She didn't want to bother me anymore, but I could tell her that 
that's not the flame mm-hmm. she wanted. I was like, you want to check out the other ones? And she's like, yeah, let me see what's in the other Aww, one. And, and then I show her, and I'm, and now I'm showing her, and I'm reading it for her. Like, okay, this is tropical. I'm like, yeah, this sounds way better. This, this is tropical. Because <laughs> so, I already that's knew so that nice. she wanted the other one. I knew she wanted it, but I wanted to make it seem I'm with you on this, and you're not bothering me. And mm-hmm. get it. If, if you had to think twice about it, then you don't want that one. Get this right. one. Right. And, and and yeah, I gave her. I showed her the tropical, and I was like, "Yeah, this is way." Oh, thank you, young man. So so it was it was just it was it was cool, and like it really warms my heart doing these things because like, that's something that when I was um when I was younger, I mean, I still do. I always think about aging and becoming older and, and losing my independence as far as you know my mm-hmm. not needing help, and because you know it's like it's 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 almost like a generational thing, right? With my father, I'm I'm the same mm-hmm. way. I like to do things on my own, and you know it's like. But when I was I would always think about getting old and I don't want to get old. And so, and I had a friend that always told me like, but think about it when you're older, you're going to have this wisdom that you can share to other people too, that, you know, yeah. you have kindness and you always have the charisma to put a smile on someone's face and you never lose that, you know? So that's, that's always something that you can always share and, and pass on, you know? So no matter how old you get, and that's something that definitely changed my perspective with that. And I think as, as Mexicans, as rather as native Americans, which we are too, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're mm-hmm. native to the continent of America. That's Absolutely. something that with our, with our elders that we cherish them and we post. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. And I really love that about your cause. It's a very beautiful message that I see with what you're doing. Thank you very much. All right. So Mercedes, thank you. I took an hour of your time. I appreciate it. And you definitely enlightened me with a lot of uh, jovial moments and also knowledge as well. Of course. Thank you so much again as well for for your time. And uh, yeah, I really hope yeah everyone really got some some knowledge and wisdom here from you know our young our young short lives. Uh, <laughs> but that's just just a tap, just the, just the beginning, you know. So thank you. Yeah, we're going to do part two. Part two's on the way. Awesome. All right. All right. Thank you. <laughs>